Straw Hut Media. Oh, we have to. Did we? We didn't connect it. Oh, anyway, connect what? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> From Straw Hut Media. This is Brandy Glanville unfiltered. So, as you can tell, we're busy here, like recording some crazy shit. Um, but we have our friend Hannah Ferrier from Below Deck on today. We're gonna combine our two podcasts. It's gonna be fucking amazing. I'm drinking. How are you? I'm good. I'm not drinking. I have a four thousand dollar microphone in front of me, so I'm a little stressed out. But I wanted to say we did have a guest that canceled last minute today. Um, that we will have back. Yeah. Um, just like iced out or shut out or shut up. Someone hit her. She sent a power outage. But then how do you send an email? <laughs> I don't know. You still have date cell phone service, maybe? I don't know. I don't anyway, know. but we are not going to mention her name because I'm not trying to throw her under the bus. But we are here. We are queer. We are putting out this with Hannah Ferrier. She interviewed me. 7 a.m. where she is. But I interviewed her first, and I feel like she could have taken an Adderall. She did not. And then when, she, like, we switched over one second later to her interview, she's like, "Woo!" But that said, I love me some Hannah. How did you meet Hannah? We went out, tall ass chicks. We were just like, I don't know. I love Below Deck. We met on like, we met online, <laughs> online dating. You slipped into her DMs. No, I would. I've never. I mean, not not with Hannah. Okay. No, we just liked each other. And then she's like, "I'm in LA, babes." That was my yeah, really good accent. Good. Um, I'm like, let's go out. We had four bottles of rosé to put two of us. Everyone's like waiting for us to stumble out. We're like, honorary Australian. Okay. We got this. Wait, we this was like, in Australia? No, this is here. Oh, she okay. came to visit. Me. Oh, okay, okay, okay. She went to LA. She was visiting a boy, LA. getting the good dick. Oh, she's married now. So. Um, that's what she before was here got for. It. I had a drink because we're working. It helps with the vocals, the drinking. Oh my god! Brandy's rapping. (laughs) Okay, so the first and we're wrapping this up. The first, the first part of this episode is going to be you interviewing Hannah, Hannah, and then the tables turn, and then Hannah interviews interviews Brandy, which is way better than my interview (laughs) with Hannah because she was pretending to be asleep. Maybe I think I can't wait. I still love her, but we got this. So welcome, Hannah, my friend, Hannah. Thank and so you. Wait, your last name now is not Farrier anymore. No, I'm keeping my last name. Oh, you are? Okay. Oh, so smart. Yes. So smart. Because <laughs> when I got a divorce, I changed my back immediately, but it was the hardest fucking thing. I, it was like 85 different appointments. So oh. much paperwork. So tell me, you're a new mom. Not a new mom. You've had your baby for a while now, Ava. Yeah, she's 14 months now. Oh my God. Are you in hell yet? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was in hell for the first like six to eight weeks. Um, but you, it's kind of funny cause you always enter like another stage of hell as they yeah. start getting into different, you know, different things. She now like will not sit down anywhere. She can't chill out. She just needs to be running constantly all the time. So, um, yeah, I put her into daycare two days a week, which is really helping. Yes. Um, because like I didn't really stop work, you know, I, you- I kind of 
I was just like, oh, I can just like keep going. I'll just have two weeks off. Yeah, that's not reality. No. So you were still working on a yacht? No, 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 no. So I was, I was like, just working with Ocean <laughs> International, my training like, hey, business. Bye, no, baby. I was leaving. <laughs> I was like, okay. Going off on charter. Because <laughs> uh, I would have been like, that would have been perfect when my kids were little because they were fucking nightmares. But <laughs> yeah, no. so you're, you're just still working with the company. Yeah, exactly. Right. And so do you miss like being on camera and like being on the boat or anything like that? Um, No, I think probably the thing I miss most is like traveling. So being able to have like one week here, one week in LA, then some time in New York, then France, then Mexico, and just being able to like be moving constantly. But I must admit like the pandemic came at a very good time for me as pandemics go because it was almost <laughs> like, well, those things are going to be changing anyway with the baby. So it was kind of this weird. Perfect storm. Yeah, timing because it was like, well, no one else can travel either. So Right. So you're not actually missing out on anything except for getting COVID. So I mean, exactly. Right. Now, and I have a lot of friends from Australia and they were trying to go home and then they would have to go in quarantine for two weeks in a hotel once they got yeah. there. I mean, you guys had a very yeah. strict, I mean, more so than almost anyone, very strict re- like restrictions. I think it was actually the strictest in the world. Yeah, no, for sure it was. My friend would call oh, me. I- He's like, still in the hotel. <laughs> I'm like, I'm I sorry, know. babe. I'm sorry, I know. But and it, was, it was actually going really well until Omicron. So, wow. and then that just came and fucked everything up. Well, everyone here has COVID right now. Every single person. My kids just got over it. I have not yeah. had it yet. Knock on wood. But oh my I, gosh, I know, especially with my dirty boys. Like I do walk around my house with like a Lysol. Oh, you just really like, confused me for a second there, Brandy. I was like, you're dirty boys. <laughs> How many guys are you dating? Oh my God. I <laughs> wish that is what I meant because COVID was rough for my vagina. Let's be honest. It was, I'm a sure. very, it was so, I just broken up with this guy because he smoked too much pot. He was a waiter and had zero ambition. Had I known mm. that we had COVID because his dick was perfect, I would have kept that motherfucker <laughs> around. like Just for lockdown. Yeah. No, I totally would have. I'm like, that was the worst thing I could have ever done because you, you kind of like, it's like I was so depressed. You lose your sexuality. I finally started getting up and actually putting makeup on because- Yeah. I was in my pajamas and not showering for seven days. <laughs> and I was like- <laughs> This is, I I felt like I lost my sexuality. I lost my sense, my mental health. I was, I was a fucking wreck and all the pills in the world weren't helping. Well, that was probably one of the benefits of having a baby over COVID as well is you have to shower because you get thrown up on four times a day. So it's not really a choice. No, it's true. And it, and it gives you purpose. Like you really, you can't just loaf around, especially with a toddler. No, I must admit, I said to Josh the other day, actually, I said, cause we've obviously had the baby and we bought our house. So I feel like coming out of the pandemic, it's actually been extremely productive compared to a lot of friends. So no, I mean, you really did like, look at you. You got very lucky with, I mean, you, you, I feel like you left below deck at the perfect time. Right when you got caught with all your drugs. Um, I'm kidding. The big drug addict I am. Oh my God, that was the craziest shit, can I tell you? I had taken a break from social media, but I was just like, 
leave this girl alone. Like, I mean, it was so insanely ridiculous. And who was like the little tattletale? Malia. Malia. I was like, Hmm. really? Because you know, everyone's, I mean, I don't know for a fact, but pot is legal in the United States and a lot of places, but it could have been nicotine. It could have been, you know, I don't know. I I just felt like they really threw you under the bus with that storyline when you know everyone's popping Adderall all day long on that fucking ship just to to clean houses or to clean all day. No one can be that awake all the time. No. But how did you deal with that? Um, I think it was... It was obviously really difficult, especially because, as you know, like when something happens while you're filming, you're not really sure how it's going to be edited and put together and aired. So the kind of anxiety around like, how are they going to spin this? How is it going to work? How, you know, how am I going to be portrayed? That was really nerve wracking. Um, But I also kind of knew as well that I was like. No, I just I could tell that you were like ready to be done. Oh, yeah. That last season, I was just like, just, I want to work. I want to get my money. I want to go home. I'm like, I'm very over this. So, but I think what annoyed me most is that, like, it was a storyline that has already aired in Below Deck Med World. So it's not even like it was new to viewers. They're like, we've seen she has anxiety. Like, we've right. seen her have a day off when she's like having so, you know, her panic attacks are so bad. So, yeah, it was bullshit. But, the nature of the beast isn't it i mean sometimes if they don't have anything to go on they get a little tattletale like malia which i just i find i mean unless you really if that's you doing any of that like having anxiety or whatever it's i don't feel like that's gonna hurt anyone but you so i don't i understood where they said oh we have to they made such a big deal out of nothing to me I really wish I'd been on social media that time. I might have just gone on to like fight your battle because you know I love you. Um, I don't remember. But I was like, this is so fucked right now. Yeah. Because I felt like, first of all, you have to deal like you're working the hardest and they were all bitching about you. Like you were the villain of the season. Yeah. It was it was not fun for me to watch because I liked you. You know, I like you. We have too much fun together. I know. Well, the other thing that annoyed me, Brandy, as well, is it's like what you're saying doesn't make sense because you need to like get a basic understanding of how medication works for somebody who has that actual illness because their kind of fight was like if you take a Valium and then something goes wrong at sea, you can't then react. And I was like, no, if a normal person takes Valium, that can happen. Right. If somebody who has anxiety takes Valium, it takes them to a normal Normal level. level. So I can react. It's worse if I don't take Valium and I'm trying to react to a um you know emergency. Emergency. Yeah, you're panicking. Yeah. Yeah. It was I was I was very sad about that. But I could also tell like you were done. Like I'm like you, she just does not want to be there. I, I was like, no. it's time for her to go find her happily. I think you had met someone at that point. You were talking yeah, to him a lot, I was right? with Josh. Yeah. So it was kind of as well, like, I think from my side, it was like I had a very normal life at home with him. You know, we'd get up every morning, get a coffee, take the dogs for a walk. And that was my everyday life. So then being taken out of that and, you know, put onto a boat with like all these like crazy people like normal every year was just like I think it was kind of the 
okay, I, this is really not where I am in my life anymore, you know? Yeah. I mean, anything too, um, I, I mean, I don't know. What do you think? But I feel like the guests that come on the show weren't quite aware what they were signing up for. I feel like they were mm. such assholes. And if they had not seen the show prior, which I don't understand, why are you going to be asshole when you know the whole crew is going to sit and talk shit about you? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, n- I never understood why come on and be a dick when you're going to be embarrassed. I think it's just because they come on and like I saw this over and over again, especially for someone like me who's done it for years where they've watched the show so they know what like ticks you and like what drives you crazy. So they'll come on and literally poke you for three days straight because they know if they get a reaction from me, it'll get aired, they'll get airtime, they get more TV time. And like really you're not going on a super yacht like with below deck for the yachting experience, you're doing it to go and be on camera, you know, right? which is yeah. fine, but. But I wouldn't want to be embarrassed. Cause you know, I'm sorry. Like most of the guests are assholes and most of them get called out. And I'm just like, that would be, I would never want to do. I would, I would be the best guest ever. <laughs> like, <laughs> the last thing I want is people talking shit like behind my back. But I guess if people aren't used to being on TV and, my ex-boyfriend actually said to me, I want to go on the show. I said, well, you go with your friends right after I break oh, up with you. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm not going on that show. I go, they are going to, no. because he was annoying anyway. But I was like, I, no, it's not happening. I, I just, there's no possible way. But I do feel like no. people, it's their one moment to like shine or whatever. They, I think they look stupid. And I'm like, oh, you're a dick. <laughs> Most of them do. I sent a photo the other day um, to one of the producers who's a good friend of mine and it was at um, Ava at daycare and she was holding her crayon and I went, oh, my God, my one-year-old holds her crayon better than most of the guests ever held their knife and fork. This is amazing. <laughs> no, it's true. You're, they would always complain about the food. And it was and it was like, gosh, we saw this last it was like last week and the week before. It, I don't know. Yeah. It got a little redundant just because the guests, I felt like they had to do something. But mm. who do you still keep in contact with from the show itself? Um, so one of the producers is a very good friend of mine. Um, and then, um, Anastasia and Asia are probably, so they were the two girls from season four. They're probably my two closest friends from the show. And then Julia and Tiffany, the two girls from season one, I'm still really good friends with as well. So, I loved Asia. Like Asia was amazing. <laughs> yeah. She gave me such a ray of sunshine. And it's so funny because we're just, so we completely bipolar different like Asia yeah. and I, but we've just got this connection that is hilarious. Like she was, um, I would never forget this one time I was in a hotel room with her and she was eating and this is during COVID and um, she was eating a curry and like a piece fell on the floor and she picked it up and ate it. And I was like, <laughs> Asia, what are you doing? That is so disgusting. She's like, still tastes good. I was like, oh, oh. my God, honey. <laughs> she is like a dude in a chick's, a beautiful chick's body. But like, I love. She really I, is. I love having friends that are different than me. I mean, if I was like all me all the time, I it would be just like a bunch of cat fights. And, a, you know, you have to have mix it up.
Uh, what I do remember is I saw Ke- Kate Chastain on Watch What Happens Live with this red-haired girl that I liked on the show. I thought she was just a little bit fiery. All the dick hand, yes. Yeah. And so Riley. I tweeted... Riley, yes. So I tweeted, well, I texted Andy, and I said, oh, my favorite cunts of the sea were just missing Hannah. And then she was yeah. like, are we really? And I was like, oh, you really are a cunt. <laughs> <I was like, laughs> I'm like, well, yeah, I am, because that was my tweet or my text. But so do you guys, are you guys friendly? Kate and I? Yeah. No, we used to be. Um, and yeah, we had a bit of a falling out in New York. And uh, yeah, so we don't talk anymore. Well, she talks to the press about me, but I don't. Yeah, we don't talk together anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I just she's like resting bitch face and she always seems a little negative. And I like happy mm. people that want to be happy and not necessarily have to talk shit about everyone all of the time. I don't like it. And yeah, I, didn't like- I think there's a really, I think there's a big difference between like, you know, being like a little smart ass and having that right. cheeky humor and maybe, yeah, just being a little negative just in general. Right. Like, yeah, we will say asshole things that are funny in the moment, but like across the board, I I would put her on some Lexapro or something. I mean, I would, I was watching her. Don't talk on- to me about prescription medication, Brandy. <laughs> oh God. I mean, I have it all upstairs. Are you joking? I just got all my refills yesterday in the mail. I was like, yes. Um, but no, I was watching her on another show and um, it was called people's what was like what was it it was like that one the chat room chat room and oh yes yeah yeah with Hannah burner yeah and i said i had to call her dead weight kate because she just didn't have anything to say and then she and once she said something about me and she's like yeah and i was like oh i was annoyed I, I text annie i'm like well when you decide to get rid of dead weight kate i'll happily take her job <laughs> and so yeah well, I had no, a little, did like, you see the tweet that she put out about hannah burner no yeah, so um, when Hannah left Summer House, she kind of tweeted something that said, like, tell me you got fired without telling me you got fired. And it's like, girl, I you've obviously had a falling out because I know they were friends. But, like, can't you just, like, she's, Let it be. you know, even if yeah. she was fired, like, she, you don't need to, like, kick someone while they're down. Even if you, like, are not friends with them anymore. You were obviously friends at some at stage. Point. So just. Like, just don't say anything. Like, you don't need to, like, be mean. Right. And I I actually really enjoy – I liked Hannah. I liked Hannah on the show. Like, I thought she was way better than Kate. But I think that Kate had a producing part on the show, possibly. But there there is a story behind it because somebody – I worked with chat room. I did, like, one time. And I was trying to get to the the tea, but no one would really tell me. But <laughs> I I really liked Hannah on the show. Um, I was like, what what happened? Uh, so yeah, yeah. It, it's just like we don't need to kick people when they're down. There's just no, no. point. And like that one um, season, I watched her with Josiah be horrible to that one girl. Like they put like a radio by her room, and I love Josiah on the show. But I was like, that is some high school bully bullshit. Like. No. Yeah. Because the other thing I think that I tried to be very aware of is that not everyone can handle like the pressures of filming. And when you bring in like mental health and then you put somebody on camera all day and you 
you know, you don't like, they don't have sleep. They're drinking alcohol. They're under pressure. It's like, if somebody's like, like, cause I saw that girl and everyone was like, she's crazy. I'm like, she's mentally struggling. Like, right. And she's on a boat. And she just, can't get, she can't leave. Yeah. She's on a fucking boat. That's like my yeah, worst maybe nightmare. Maybe like check that she's okay. Okay. Because there's also a difference between somebody like who's being super cocky and rude to you and trying to be like all gung ho on camera. Right. Sure. Give them a bit of shit back. But she's in her cabin like crying. Just. I know. You know? No, I didn't like that at all. And that's when I was like, I just, I had to peace out on her, you know? I was like, all right, I'm 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 done. But you've had some fun um, few, little <laughs> social media feuds with Kelly Dodd. <laughs> I was reading. So tell me, okay, obviously I think you're right. I, I do know Kelly. She is the biggest asshole and I like her, yeah. but she needs to shut the fuck up. Like if me, if I'm telling you to shut the fuck up and I'm always it's talking. very concerning. That, that, exactly. <laughs> if it's coming from me, that's a fucking problem. It's like when my friend Kevin who's a complete alcoholic, started to say, I think I'm a little worried about you. I'm like, oh my God, Kevin Washington just said he was worried about me. And I was like, this is like in the middle of my divorce where I was like, I have hit a new fucking low. But you know what I mean? But it was just like, I just wish she, I can't say it. I would say think before she says shit, but coming from me, that's that's an asshole thing to say. But so tell me about your little social wars. Well, the first one was just because I don't follow her and I'm really not like I would never like go and comment on someone's like Instagram directly to them. But obviously over the years with a lot of these big Bravo accounts, you get like relationships with them, yeah. and, you know, kind of with ones you like and stuff. And I, I had had like three wines <laughs> on the first time. And it was basically a video of Kelly blaming Heather Dubrow's son for giving her COVID at a New Year's <laughs> Eve party. And I was just like, it was at the time, I don't, it wasn't this New Year's Eve, it was the one before where you guys were like, it was spreading like wildfire and everyone was being told to like stay home and chill out. And um, she was just like, and I just commented and I did call her a fucking moron, but I yeah, just I commented and I said, look, if you went to a New Year's Eve party with like 50 plus people, then you gave yourself COVID. Like <laughs> you weren't ducking to a pharmacy to try and like, get Nurofen or something like you were at a party in the middle of right. a pandemic and now you're blaming somebody who was there who had COVID for giving it to you. No, you did that yourself. And then obviously like that comment that she made about it's like God's way of thinning out the herd. I was just like, there is like literally people that follow you. Struggling. Like they're str- like people are dying well, and struggling. People that are like watching you or that follow you whose like grandparents have just died from it right. and you're saying that it's God's way of thinning the herd like fuck you yeah I don't I don't think she has an inside voice do you know what I mean yeah but the other thing is as well Brandy is like it's not about like I'm pretty vocal I say what I think and things like that but what happens is when somebody who is genuinely a fucking asshole always says what they think <laughs> they're gonna come off as an asshole so it's just that whole, like, I don't mind you, like, saying what you think and having your opinions, but if your opinions make you sound like an asshole, then people are going to call you an asshole. And also know your fucking audience. Maybe tell that to your husband and don't put it on Twitter. I mean, it's yeah. just like every, I just feel like every little thing 
like you're shading Andy, right? She was not you. She was mm. about like you know she thought that the the ratings were down. I'm like you don't like what is it? You don't eat where you shit. Shit where don't you eat. shit where you eat. Yeah, I always get it confused. <laughs> but you know because you know down the road then you know these girls trips are coming up. I just did one. Kelly would be mm. perfect for one, but you know if you piss off the boss, I don't know if you're getting that you know, big check for the next thing. So I just- Yeah, exactly. Like sometimes her logic, she can be fun. Her logic just, I don't know if she has a lot of logic, but I don't know. It's its like, and she spends a lot of time on Twitter. I honestly don't have time for that anymore. Like during COVID, I did a bit more because I was going insane, but I was- Bored, yeah. No, but everyone was so hateful during COVID because we all had our- mental issues. I've never seen Twitter be so dark. And so I yeah. actually had to even take a break from Twitter. I thought it was, I'm like, I'm lonely. What are you guys doing? Everyone's like, you're a horrible fucking person. You know, like <laughs> I was like, okay, way to feel good. I thought was a mistake. Shut up, you dumb whore. You're like, yeah. oh, I'm <laughs> I mean, I guess I asked for it by saying I'm lonely. Like, this is not the place to go to get sympathy. You're like, okay, never mind. I was just lonely. But you yeah, know Yeah, exactly. Uh, it is you're like, it never is. mind, I'll go back to Netflix and Joe Exotic. Right? I've, yeah, I've watched, I think I've watched everything there is to watch at this point. But now I don't even remember what I've watched. And like the third and fourth seasons are coming out and I'm going to have to watch everything over again. So Yeah. Oh, don't worry. I got, um, I got up to episode seven of Morning Wars the other day. And I was like, oh my God, I've totally already seen this. I'm like, they are hour long episodes. Like right. how did you get through seven without remembering you've already watched it? It's happened a few times where it just clicks like, oh, wait, I've seen this already. But, <laughs> you know, now we're starting to get out of our house a little bit more. Um, everyone right now here has COVID, like every single person I know. And I always, I've got a few American friends who haven't had COVID and I always get shocked because I just know how much it's spread here with Omicron. And um, I haven't had it yet myself, but like I kind of, we've got our wedding <clears throat> coming up. And oh. so I'm like doing all this like strategic planning. Like right. I'm like, cause we've got um, the upstairs of our house is just one big open room. So it's fine to actually go like, you know, if you had to quarantine up there, it's not like quarantine in a, like a little room, you've got like a lot of space. So I was like, okay, do we like go and try and get COVID? And then we quarantine one at a time <laughs> so that it's done before the wedding because I'm not getting COVID right before my wedding. Now, do you think you'll have more babies? I don't know. I've been saying no. Josh really wants. Um, but I don't know. Now she's like getting into toddler stage and she's like losing a little bit of her babiness. I'm like, oh. but mm. I would be so prepared next time. I'm like, my mom needs to take like four months off. She needs to live <laughs> in the house. We need to have food delivery services that come. I need a cleaner come. Like I just would have everything like built around me like clockwork next time because that was fucked. Those first yeah. six weeks, like I feel like everyone kind of like skims over it. I don't know if they forget about it or something or they just have PTSD. But no, we do. Those, it's like, PTSD. Yeah. You block it fucking out. 
they're awful. I was like, I was like really worried I'd fucked up my whole life. I was really <laughs> mad at myself and really mad at Josh. Yeah. So. I mean, it's, you yeah. have hormones raging through your body. Like it's insane. And then you're supposed to, you know, you've just given birth, but yet you're supposed to be getting up every three hours and dealing with this little fucker. And I, I mean that in the best way, but. Oh yeah, no. It's like you. There's no. It's the most selfless thing a woman can do. Obviously, a man can't do it because they couldn't handle it. But no. Yeah. Um, No. Literally. So my um my labor was 27 hours, which was really disgusting. And then because of COVID, like Josh couldn't stay. There was no nursery. So then they just left me with this baby after like two days of no sleep. Um, And I said to Josh, I was like. What has gone on in history <laughs> where there's this like fucking rumor that men are the stronger sex? Like, yeah, where did this come from when women go through that like multiple times and then they go back for more? Like, if it was left up to men, I mean, they may be physically stronger than women. I mean, half maybe some of them, but like mentally and in every other kind of way. Mm-hmm. We have to deal with our periods. Then we have to give up our bodies for these babies. And then we're supposed to get our bodies right back and have these <laughs> kids. And then also cook perfect dinners and be like this perfect human. And, and you know, a lot of us do it. I had the baby blues a little bit with Mason because mm. he was colicky. He cried for two fucking years straight. Um, not joking. Mm. And it was hard. I mean, like I have definitely blocked that out. And then I had Jake who was like the most perfect baby. So I had a hard one and then I had a perfect one. Um, yeah. But I luckily I had a night nurse. I had help. I was not trying to, I was not. My mom's like, you can do this yourself. I said, I can, but I'm not going to because I, I don't want, want to, to. And I can yeah. afford not to. Just because she yeah. did it herself doesn't mean if I have a little money, I'm going to I need to sleep. I need, like, if you want me to be good, like, all day long, you have to be rested. You have to be good Mm. yourself. Otherwise, yeah. Well, that was one of the kind of big things because I wanted to wait, like, another six months to put Ava into daycare. Um, But I'm obviously still working at home, and I was working at home with her, and then Josh is obviously working full-time. And it got to this stage where it was like, you know what? I think that I'll genuinely be like a better mother if I have two days of the week that I can just dedicate to work. I can make my meetings. I'm not like trying to have a work call while I'm juggling her. Right. And, you know, just taking that little bit of time for yourself is actually very good for the child as well, because if you're an emotional wreck, you're not going to be a good present mother for the child. No, I always said that, like, if I'm agitated, I haven't slept and all of this, I'm being a negligent parent because I'm I'm pissed. I'm barely getting through my days instead of actually being able to enjoy the time I have because I did get some rest. And so yeah. a lot of my friends tried to make me feel guilty about having a night nurse and not breastfeeding. And I was like, you guys do you and I'll do me. And like, I'm not telling you guys what to do. Don't tell me what to do. But there's a, there's a lot of judgment with motherhood from other women oh, and men. Yes. And um, I chose to tell everyone to fuck off. But, yeah, you know, it's, it's it's still hard no matter what anyone, even if two days, that you have two days to rest, you're still on. You're working full time. You're a wife and a mother. I'm, I mean, 
I just feel like people, when people are like, oh, you're so lucky you're a stay-at-home mom. And you're like, you're lucky you get to go to fucking work. (laughs) (laughs) I was just saying, oh, I'm like, I will go to, if I had a job, I would go to work right now. Trust me. I would be a better human. I would come home. I would not be like in puke and getting peed on all day. Yeah. I know. So. I don't know. It's, no, it's well, that's hard. the thing. I just, I, I said to my mom, I'm like, I don't know how women do it when they have like useless husbands that don't do anything. Like that's all I them. could not imagine just doing everything myself and Josh kind of coming home and being like, Hey honey, where's dinner? Like I would probably be in jail for murder, you know, like, mm, yeah, he, he was really good when she was little. He's amazing now. So Oh, that's good that he's hands-on. I don't think my ex-husband changed one diaper. However, I, I did have a nanny. He paid for that. But he he got to be the fun dad. They come home, throw him around for five minutes, and then go to sleep. And I'm like, yeah. he's like, how was your day? I'm like, it was hell. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, it was often. really fucking hard. And then he's like, what's for dinner? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, let me get on that right now. I'm like, fucking and, dominoes, mate, dominoes. <laughs> I mean, I was really trying to do it all. It was, I, I think that's part of the blues. I was trying to be perfect for everyone and not taking care of myself. Like I would go to Target just so that I could leave my house with an excuse mm. to have like an hour break. I wouldn't even buy anything. I would just walk around and just look at things and just be like, can I, how much longer can I stay here before yeah. I get feel no, really Josh, guilty? Josh used to say to me, he was like, just get the like groceries delivered. I'm like, it's my time of the week to listen to a podcast <laughs> and walk around the grocery shop and pick out fucking cans. Okay. Leave me alone. Yes. <laughs> we all need that. We have to get out of our houses too. It's so healthy. Like if I get out of my house right now, once a day, I feel really good about myself <laughs> because I, you know, I have like, I think COVID caused like me to have social anxiety because yeah. I've been home for so long and not socializing. Now when I have to do it, I fucking have my Xanax right next to me. I'm like, oof, you can do it. You can do it. You know, so. I know and- COVID has caused, COVID has a lot to answer for all up. Yeah. My big belly and like, I hate COVID, but anyway. No. It was so Me great too. talking to you. And, you, you know, I may, I may be coming to Australia in June. So we'll definitely oh. get to hang out. Yay! Yes, that'll be amazing. Um, and it was just good catching up with you. You know, you're my favorite. So oh. kisses and kiss baby Ava for me. And I want to see pictures I of the will. wedding. And I, I just will, love yeah. you. All right. Thank bye, you, babe. sweetheart. So good to chat. So, Ryan, that was Hannah at 6 a.m. in Australia. Yes. It is now 7 a.m. Yeah. That's... I think that she's had some fucking coffee. Spice it up. Let's let's get it. So now Hannah's going to interview me, and we're going to share for all of you, because we're tall, blonde, badass bitches. Oh, Ryan's not involved. I am oh definitely. Oh, my God, you're so almost as tall. Oh, wait, are you taller than me? Yeah, I'm taller. That is, you might actually might be taller than me. you are (laughs) are you six feet tall six feet yeah oh my god so stupid (laughs) well whatever i'm still five ten and a half in i think i shrunk a bit but this is fun this is interesting we love hannah and have a fucking day of whatever what (laughs) (laughs) i had 
to drink vodka. He made me. I didn't. Here's we look over at the beach somewhere. This is my house. Yeah. Don't look over. Yeah. (laughs) That is my house over there. Here's Hannah's episode. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Dear Reality, Your Eft. I am so excited for my guest today. It is the always gorgeous Brandy Glanville. Hey honey, how are you? Hey May, so good to see you. Actually get to see you and talk to you. I'm good. I think the last time was a little bit of a drunken FaceTime. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. And then before that, we definitely had a fun night out in LA. That was very, like, like, this is my person. I just wish you moved, like, live closer. I know, I know. And I I think Firefly was very ready for us to uh, be exiting. They were like, how are those two, back then I was very tiny as well, but they were like, how are those two tiny girls polished off four bottles of rosé in, like, (laughs) an hour and a half? (laughs) Right. We okay. We the skinny ones. Everyone's looking at us like, oh, those bitches are gonna stumble out. We were good. We were fine. We walked out. We got in our correct Ubers. Everything was fine. (laughs) It was good. We get. We're professionals. I'm an honorary Australian. You should. You should. You can hold some alcohol for how tiny you are. I tell you. Well, I mean, over COVID, I started drinking anything I could get my hands on before I was like only, only rosé and only wine. Then it was like, well, I have this whole bar of vodka and tequila. Fuck. I was just mixing it up. I was just, yeah, it was a disaster. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're going for the Tia Maria and you're like, oh, okay. I need to get my life together. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> How have things been in LA? What is new with you? Um, so I finished a trip, um, season two in, well, we haven't actually finished. We're still doing the interview parts. Yes. I think it comes out in June, but originally they said March. So there's some kind of, I don't know, we're allowed to talk about it, but now they're saying not, we're not supposed to talk about it till June, but we've all been talking about it. So I'm a little (laughs) confused. I'm like, Oh, it might be too late to pull back on that one. Yeah. Um, but that was my first, like, you know, everything was shut down here for like all production shut down everything. And so that was like letting the cougar out of her cage to go on this trip. And I was so excited just to be out of my house and like, and with girls and like, hopefully having a good time. Yeah, Yeah. I know. So I've got some questions for you about the Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip and you can tell me to shut up and you're not allowed to answer because I don't (laughs) want to get anyone in trouble and I know what Bravo are like. But um, so you guys filmed at uh, Dorinda's house in the Hampshires. Was that amazing? Her house itself was gorgeous. I mean, obviously she's, you know, it's, it's, it was in Massachusetts. I don't know. I thought we were, I didn't know where we were. I was just like happy to be out of the house. <laughs> um, I thought it was supposed to be like, yeah, I was like, it's upstate New York. They're like, no, it's Massachusetts. I'm like, okay, well just take me wherever I'll go. Um, and you know, it, yeah, that's where we filmed. I mean, like the first girls trip went to Turks and Caicos. Yeah. So I was a little bit jealous. <laughs> I'm like, Maybe the unemployed housewives don't get to go on the fancy ones. 
Yeah, because that villa looked amazing down in Turks and Caicos. But I yes. think everyone just fell in love with the theme tune. It still lives in my head rent-free. What does? That um, Housewives on the Island, baby. Oh, I didn't even. Oh, oh, I don't. I don't even remember it. I mean, I probably paid. I watched the show, but I don't. Yeah. All right. I, I just liked that, it. I did that first tune. I still sing it all the time. That's funny. So the cast itself was uh, obviously yourself, Dorinda, Evren, uh Fedra from Atlanta, Tamara and Vicky from the OC, uh, Dorinda and Jill Zarin, and then Taylor Armstrong. So how was the kind of group dynamic? That's a lot of personalities, uh, a lot of right. big personalities in one room. Well, originally I had had some beef with Tamara um, and she wasn't coming, but then Vicky got COVID. So they said, we need to fill her spot. So they booked Tamara. And I had like, I didn't know any of the other girls except for Dorinda and her and I were like super friendly. So yeah. I was like, oh, fuck. Like the one person that I had like a Twitter war with just recently <laughs> is coming. And I just, it, and it was at the last minute they told me they changed it. Yeah. But then Vicky got better. So they both came. Yeah. But I was actually like going into it. I was like, I'm going to show a different side of me and I'm, you know, I'm going to be happy and on a vacation and I'm not going to drink too much. Not How did that go, Brandy? <laughs> well, I think I blacked out the first day. Yeah, that was my that was my number one rule actually going into season five of Below Deck Med. I'm like, there will be no memory loss. There'll be no blackout. <laughs> you have your partner at home. It's going to cause anxiety. And I managed to go the whole season, well, until I got fired with no blackout. So I was like... <laughs> Very. Pr- I bought myself a Rolex at the airport afterwards. I was like, "You Good deserve you. it. You didn't black out." <laughs> I try. I literally try. I don't know. It just. I guess I can't. I'm like, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. I guess. And I haven't been out of the house in a year and a half. So yeah, it was like I did. I did not do well with my plan. So what was your Twitter war with Vicky about? No, with Tamara. Oh, with Tamara. Um, sorry. We had had a fight about something and she called me unstable and I, I didn't know Tamara and she's like, well, Brandy Glanville's fucking unstable. I'm like, bitch, you don't know me. And then I went, I went on a little tirade <laughs> mm. and like, that's like, it's just, you know, I have that knee jerk reaction and she had done an interview, but we went back and forth for a little while. So I was like, I just don't want to come into this with animosity. I was like kind of looking forward to getting to know everyone else because I was a big fan of Phaedra's, big fan mm-hmm. of Eva's. I love Dorinda already. I've mm-hmm. known Jill for years. So, and I actually didn't know Jill was going to be there. But um, yeah, and I was, and Taylor, I mean, Taylor, eh, Taylor Schmaler, but. So do they, do they tell you the cast before you go? They did. They told us. Yeah, they did. Um, it changed a little bit because of the COVID and people that couldn't make it and could make it. Mm. So, you know, they give you a heads up, which is good. And I think they try to put people together, or at least on art, you know, it's only the second one that didn't really know each other. Cause I was, I told Andy, I'm like, oh my God, as long as originally it was no one from Orange County was going. So I was okay. like, okay, that's probably good. <laughs>
Is there like more animosity in Housewives world between like say LA and OC because how close you are, um, I guess, physically in proximity? I know that the OC girls don't think that they get the attention that the Beverly Hills girls get. Okay. But they were actually the original house. I mean, didn't it start in OC? Yeah. Um, But I think that's their perception because to me, they get just as much attention. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, but that's their problem. That's not my problem. Yeah. And (laughs) so the world of attention. (laughs) No, it's good. Trust me. It's, I don't need to be held accountable for half the shit I'm doing. <laughs> so <laughs> no, thanks. But I guess, you know, a lot of them say that they just don't get the, like the, and it's a, that the girls on Beverly Hills get. So, yeah. I mean, okay. I'm not going to get no, so don't hold it against me. Yeah. And um, obviously you watched the, the season one. How does the kind of drama compare on your season compared to what we saw in, in season one? I mean, season one was a fucking love fest on an island, a beautiful island. <laughs> I mean, it, it like it's just completely polar opposite. It it is it like jumps off from day one. And I was really trying to be good, Hannah, I swear. But, <laughs> you know, because it just yeah. You mentioned on your podcast that like you almost got physical with someone. That is correct. Oh my, did they get physical with you first? And that's why I was like taking my earrings off, going back to fucking 916 Sacramento when I used to fucking get in physical fights. Like when, you know, that triggers me. I grew up in a really rough neighborhood and I used to get in fights. So not as an adult, but like, don't grab me. Don't touch me. Do you know what I mean? I just, it's, especially when there's alcohol involved, that never works for anyone. No, I said, I think it was last week on the podcast, that scene with um, in Salt Lake City with Jen Shah when she was standing over Meredith, like poking her finger in her face. Oh. I was just like, I would lose it. I would have just, I would have stood up and broke yeah. it off. Like, yeah, it, it's, it's too much. I mean, it, yeah, it is. It's like they want to push you. I don't know if you saw like a uh, Potomac when, Monique and um yeah like I yeah I mean I know Candace and she's sweet but like you can only get provoked so far and if you're flipping my hair and your fingers yeah in my face I don't know how I don't know if I could have held myself like it was just too much you know like there is something about being provoked but you always wait for the other person to touch you first I learned that when I was little (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go all out and I reckon it was Vicky. Well, I can't tell you, but. Wink once or wink twice and I'll edit it out. (laughs) No. I mean, I feel like the girls are already giving away the whole story, but no, uh, I I will let you see. Okay. And you reckon it's coming out in June? Well, they told us originally March and we were just doing our interviews the other day. We still have two more interviews to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said it look it's looking more like like May, May, late May or June. Okay. So, but you know, they, they always, they don't really Change ever know. Things up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, there was like a massive billboard here in Sydney for Below Deck Down Under. And it said, I think coming January. 
And then obviously something changed because then they had to black it out. <laughs> the January parade. Yeah. They're like coming soon. I was right? like, always say coming soon until it's like a week before it airs with Bravo. Well, no, because you just never know. Like and yeah. other stuff comes up. But I think that they don't have a ton of content right now because a lot of stuff was shut down because of COVID. Okay. So it's actually lucky for all of us reality people. Yeah. Because they are making just new shows left and right, which because they need you know, content every, not just Bravo, like Everyone. every, yeah, all the streaming, they all need content. So that's, yeah. thank God. Cause I didn't work for a year and that was really, except for the podcast. And that was really fun. Cause I was like, we're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you tune in next week. So I can say right. we're all going to die again. We're going to die. Right. <laughs> that's what, that's what's happening. Uh, and then the chemistry between the housewives, I guess in in Turks and Caicos, you kind of saw like, say, um, Kenya and <laughs> how am I having a mind blank? Cynthia. Cynthia. Oh, yeah. um, you obviously saw them come in and I think Cynthia kind of thought it was going to be this like her and Kenya against the world yep. and Kenya That's did this too. massive. Sorry? No, I think the exact, I, I feel the exact way that you just said. They yeah. were going to be like besties and then they were going to be like having the best time together, but they were going to be each other's number ones. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, that night that Kenya came like 45 minutes late and then went and grabbed food, I would have taken that <laughs> lamb chop and like whacked her across the head if I'd waited 45 minutes to eat. Oh <laughs> she, I worked with her several different times and she is a diva. I mean, like she is a true definition of a diva. And I will tell you, Everyone's like, I love Kenya. I'm like, that was not Kenya. That was Kenya acting to be like the nicest version of herself that she, I was like, that's not her. So, yeah. and I could see like Cynthia being upset because Kenya was acting all like, oh, well, we don't do that. Like, you know, acting like being so much nicer, not yeah. taking Cynthia's side. And everyone's like, well, Cynthia seemed like a bitch. I'm like, Cynthia had no one having her back. And yeah. that's frustrating. And she probably like, Went in expecting Kenya to be Kenya. And right. Then suddenly and then she's she like, got who's, this, like, this? G-rated. Yeah. Like the nicest version of Kenya I've ever seen in my life. Mm. Yeah, no. Oh, my yes, gosh. So, so I do you thought, see? Yeah, I felt bad for Cynthia. Yeah, no, me too. I, like, wanted to jump through the TV and give her a hug. Oh, me too. Um, she's such a sweetie. Yeah. No, she really is. Um do you see kind of the women at Bluestone try and kind of stick together? Um, so it's it's different because so for the first Ultimate Girls trip, they are all employed still by Bravo. They're all housewives. So yeah, Vicky and Tamara had just been fired. Dorinda mm -hmm. had just been fired, like yeah. literally within six months. Like Dorinda's yeah. was fresh. Phaedra, myself, Eva, we got fired a long time ago, so we're over it. Yeah. So they're coming in in such a different headspace because mm. they're feel they all, you know, Tamara had the best um, attitude about it. Like she was, she was actually babysitting Vicky. So it was kind of like Dorinda was like, this is my show. Vicky's like, I'm the OG. And they were still mm. mourning the fact that they weren't on the show. Yeah. So there was that drama. And I finally had Dorinda kept saying, I'm on pause. I'm on pause. I'm like, but she got fired. Shut up. Like, I'm menopause, yes. But pause <laughs> from the show, no. Like, we're all fired here. Like, yeah. I mean, but, you know, looking back, that's insensitive because it was just, it had just happened. And yeah. you know, I had a, you know, a year of raw emotion, you know, going, wow, 
like that was like my little family and you know, it, it sucked. So we had kind of like, there was like a different, like the ones that had been fired for a long time, we were chill. Yeah, we were having fun. We didn't yeah. care. But then there was a competition of like, who's the queen bee between like maybe Vicky and, and Rinda. And it was, you know, there's a lot of bitterness. Like, so it mm. wasn't like everyone going on a vacation. Like mm. there were people still mourning their jobs. Yeah. Um, and then mourning, you know, their dead husbands, which was super sad, but this was my vacation. And, yeah. And I didn't want to do any of that. Yeah. Did it throw off, I guess, like the power in the house by the fact that it was owned by Dorinda? Oh, yes. Completely. Yeah. Totally. hundred percent. Not with me. I could get, like, I don't care, but like the amount of times I heard people say, I'm going to a hotel. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's get away. Mostly. <laughs> I was like, well, like she's being a gracious host. Let's just try it. It's a beautiful property. Like, yeah. but P there was a little bit of, I think some of the other women kind of, she was getting favoritism a little bit mm. you know, or whatever. Like, Cause we all knew, obviously if you're hosting it, you're getting paid more. So, yeah. but then, but then you have to realize you're not the boss of us just cause we're, you're, we're in your house. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. It's almost like even though it's in your house, you're being paid for that and that, you've right. decided to allow it to happen. So then you need to kind of take on the responsibility that. Right. Yeah. But yeah, we're goes. still all on vacation. So we will respect you hopefully as a hostess, but it's like, there's a lot of, how dare you do that in my house? Well, then don't have it at your house. Yeah. Because this is ultimate girls trip. Like we, like we could, like if I was somewhere else and I did that, she couldn't say anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was, there, it was a lot of different dynamics that the first one did not have because everyone's employed. Everyone's happy. Everyone's happy to be in this beautiful location. No one was hosting it. They were all there yeah. equally. Mm. So, you know, there was a lot of different things that, that kind of, I think, we're rubbing people, not me, because I could give two fucks the yeah. wrong way. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to, my whole thing is I wanted to have fun. That's yeah. it. That's all I wanted. And Ultimately, it a, did you have fun? I always, Hannah, I always have fun. Let's be <laughs> honest. Did I have a few points where I was like, shut the fuck up? Yes, I did. Because yeah. I was trying to have fun and everyone was being Debbie Downers. And I'm like, working, thank God, Eva and Phaedra. We could have fun. I could find Tamara on occasion and have fun. Like we did have some fun, but there mm. was just power shifts and power struggles and, and, you know, the being fired just recently and people wanting respect yeah. for being the OG. And so the dynamics, I think because of that alone, the show is completely different from the first one. Yeah. Did anyone ultimately have to have a hotel for a night? Mm. Somebody had to go to the hospital. So I feel like that counts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait, I want to go. It wasn't me. <laughs> I want I want a break because we worked. It wasn't like regular housewives. There's like housewives on crack. Yeah. You get up, you have five events a day. It's five different outfit changes. Mm. You know, hair, like they don't have hair. You're doing your own hair makeup. I look like shit the whole time. Mm. Um, but it was like, 
there was no napping. There was no, it was just like, go, 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 go. We were all extremely exhausted and very short fused. Yeah. Please don't tell me that it was Vicky going to hospital after you guys had gotten into a beef. (laughs) I'm not telling you anything about the hospital trip. (laughs) I mean, come on. I didn't end up hitting anyone. Oh, good girl, Brandy. See, <laughs> right? that's growth. That's growth. I, it was. I walked away like three different times. Oh, my gosh. Well, I am so excited for it. I'm so excited to have you back on our screens. Oh, well, thank you. I, I was really worried because, as we all know, it's cancel culture and it is not the time to be on reality TV because if you say the wrong thing, as I'm sure you watched Below Deck this season, mm-hmm. yeah, your life is canceled. Yeah. And I would never say that word in the first place, but I say insensitive things. I mean, no one's perfect. Mm. So, and I don't remember most of what I said. So we'll see if I get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> I'll but, still you take know. your calls, Brandy. <laughs> oh, thanks. But you know, it is a frightening time. To, to be on TV right now. It's it, like, mm. give me a script. Yeah, all day. Not actually, not even a good actress, but <laughs> like you can get in trouble for being insensitive. And I think there was a little bit of that that also was going to be in the show. And I just wanted, I wanted, I love the drama. Don't get me wrong. It was good that everyone had their, you know, they, they fought and made up or were, maybe didn't make up, but there has to be fun. You have to mix some fun up in there or why be yeah. there? I think as well, like, did you ever think like this going in? I think I would be going in, going like in Turks and Caicos, there was this, they were, they're still housewives. They're all employed. Yeah. So exactly. Bravo could potentially protect them a little bit. Whereas with, you guys not being on your respective shows anymore, there's kind of no reason for them to protect you in edit. Did you ever think like that? I didn't because I think as you saw on Below Deck again, like I I don't, I think if something happens, they really show it no matter if it's the, you know, because they're still employing us, you know, NBC Bravo is employing us for this. Um, yeah. I feel like if something goes a riot, they will use it. It doesn't matter. I, but I also think a lot of those housewives, except for maybe Ramona, are very aware of what comes out of their mouths yeah. on the first season. Like Ramona will say just stupid shit and you're just like, well, that's Ramona. But um, I think everyone is pretty controlled, like was controlled in that group. It wasn't mm-hmm. like no one had beef with each other. So of course it's yeah. going to be fun, you know? It's, and yeah. I don't know. So this interests me, Brandy, because I hear this a lot with Ramona and I'm genuinely, I I personally don't like her, but I'm genuinely curious because there is like, it seems like there's such a double standard because somebody (laughs) will say something and they get like dragged through the coals or they get fired or they get edited out the show. And then if you look back at like the shit that comes out of Ramona's mouth, everyone does exactly what you just did, which is, ha, it's Ramona. Like, no, I, I, trust me. I don't like Ramona either. I think she's good TV. I had to go to dinner with her once and she is the biggest asshole yeah. in the world. But mm. I think because Bravo and Andy excused it and this is how she's always been. 
You know, like she's always said the dumbest shit ever and always gotten away with it. I just think that she's so highly unaware of herself mm. that it's too good of TV to, to, to walk away from. I, I, yeah. I don't like her as a human, yeah. but she's fucking, she's so nuts. And you have to have somebody that just speaks their mind, even if they're idiotic. Because otherwise it gets real boring because everyone's so fucking controlled. But yeah. I do think it, you're right. It, there is a double standard for her. I mean, most people would have been fired a long time ago, mm. but she gets a pass just like mm. Kevin Hart. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Um, okay. So Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip sounds amazing. I'm so excited. But I do want to ask you a little bit about uh, Beverly Hills. So what kind of happened behind the scenes there with that Denise Richards situation? Because I felt like when we were watching it, there was like there was like a piece of the puzzle that was missing. Um, I mean, there's so many pieces, but... I mean, I really am trying not to talk about it so much anymore. I mean, I'll just say, I'll say I didn't come on the show to say that they had already hired mm -hmm. me for the show. Um, I, and I, it had already happened the last se season prior. And if I really wanted to say it, I would have said it season prior, but yeah. the way Denise treated me when I like in between those times, when she heard mm -hmm. I was coming back on, I was her best friend again. Otherwise, mm -hmm. You know, it was like cricket. I, she made, she just made me feel like used and then also like kind of hushed because I couldn't talk about it because then I'm a cheater. So yeah. I had some animosity towards her. And then when I saw her being my best friend again, like on the show, because I was back and no one liked her, I yeah. just felt like, like, no, like this is like, no, I, I, I and I hadn't even decided to say anything yet. Mm -hmm. I really, like, I didn't, no one knew, like, except for then I told Kim at a party on the show. And once you tell one person, yeah, I mean, my, friend, my, my friends that were not on camera knew, right? Mm -hmm. So I, my best friend was like, you know, it's kind of emotional. I what she's doing to you. And she was definitely like off my list of wanting to be friendly with her for a while. Yeah. But no one on the show knew. Yeah. And so once I told someone on the show, then you kind of have to say it. Because if you don't, they're going to say it. They're not going to get it right. Yeah. And I didn't, I still was still torn about saying it, but it just came out. And Denise stopped up. She didn't at all after that to any of the events. Mm -hmm. um, they booked me for the reunion. She had, you know, me cancel the morning of the reunion. Because if I was going to be there, even though it was virtual, she wasn't going to be there. Mm -hmm. And so she was kind of calling the shots, really feeling herself. Um I felt like she was trying to do damage control for her season prior, which I loved her the season prior. Give me yeah. drunk Denise that talks about Dick. That's fun. Yeah. But like super mom, like judgmental Denise where, you know, you're acting. That's not real. It just seemed, I, I know, I know what she was trying to do because we had the same agent and he would tell me stop getting drunk and stop saying fuck. And I'm like, well, why? <laughs> what I do. But I like getting drunk and saying fuck. Right. I'm like, well, that's who I am. And I, I'm not going to, I can't change into somebody different, but I feel like he might have had that talk with Denise. That's mm. why she was so different. But yeah, it sucks. I wish that we could have had some sort of 
if she had just showed up and we had a conversation, it's really not a big deal if two girls hook up, mm. period. And it was turned into this whole like ridiculous drama. And yeah. I mean, I still would love to have that conversation with her, even off camera, just to be like, I want her to know where I'm coming from. Yeah. So I assume that you have like, there's no, nothing has kind of developed with your relationship. No, she did drunkenly accidentally like one of my Instagram pictures. I thought, oh, maybe this is an olive branch. So I DM'd her. I'm like, I really think we should talk. And then one of the producers called me like, that was an accident. <laughs> I'm like, She's oh, that was, that was you on Instagram. That was tequila, Denise. So, uh, well, we've got, um, I know that you guys do it over there, but it is nowhere near what we, how we do it over here. It's called married at first sight. And <gasps> It has just started again and it's so bad because it's like four nights a week, two hours per night, your whole life gets fucking fucked and I am so excited. No, it's a great show. All of my friends are addicted to it. I, Mm. Sorry, my dog is here. Um, I personally, like it's so interesting to me that anyone would ever do that. Yeah. But that's why I do like to watch it. We also have a 90 day fiance. I don't know if you have. Oh yeah. I love that show. Yeah. That one's good too. It's like, it's Mm. real. It's some real shit. Like I like to watch real shit and it is crazy town because that's the, like marriage is not the end all be all love is marriage. I mean, marriage is actually really old and antiquated. It's a idea that I personally don't think I'll do again. I want you to get married and have a great marriage. Um, and Ryan's my producer is getting married soon. I'm just saying it shouldn't be the goal. I feel like love and happiness should be the goal and not yeah. necessarily walking down an aisle. Yeah. So no, but I like, I actually, like I've been it. kind of dilly dallying about, and then it was like two weeks ago, um, Josh's mom's coming over and I was like, Oh fuck it. We'll just get married while she's here. And everyone's like, <laughs> that's not how you plan a wedding and I'm like it is when all you want to do is like hang out with the people that you love and get drunk yeah. and dance like I don't need the big spectacle. Shit. yeah yeah I'm like I think the longer you plan it the more psycho you are the more you fucking yeah. hate the day because when you've put like that much time and effort Pressure. into it over like 18 months yeah one little thing goes wrong and your whole day's ruined I'm like, if it rains, we'll just get married here or there. Who cares? We'll just like, all I want is like some really nice champagne and like a dance floor and I'll be fine. I was not a bride. I had like my my ex-husband was more the bridezilla. I hired my friend as a wedding planner. She has way more style. And I just said, do whatever you want. (laughs) Tell me when to show up. It did rain and we had a beach wedding. It rained. I was just like, fuck it. You know what? Like we're here. I mean, it was also the most exhausting fucking day of my life saying hello to every single relative and friend I've Mm. ever had. And then still trying to enjoy that day. If I ever did it again, I, which I don't think I will, it would be so intimate, like 20 people max and like actually having a good time, not just going to hug aunt Barbara who I haven't seen in four years. (laughs) Uh, speaking of how's dating life going in LA? It's a big fat zero. Um, Oh really? Yeah. I mean, I've been like, I was seeing someone over the summer a little bit. Mm. Um, but that just kind of, it had like a start and a finish. You know what things just finish? Yeah. I just finished. And then natural progression is to end. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, eh, well, it's not exciting anymore. I'm done. 
and yeah. on both of our parts. But then, no, none. There's, I went on a couple like hinge dates, but it's mm. really hard. It's just hard right now. It's especially like guys my age are dating 20 year olds and you mm. just, it's a, it's a tough time to be single. It's a tough city to be single in. Yeah. That's yeah. for sure. Uh, do you know, I was like, I was at my girlfriend's place yesterday and I take her phone and go through her Tinder. <laughs> it's so um, fun. And Yeah. And like, it was just like, these guys were just awful. Yeah. I was like, I couldn't do this anymore. I'm like, I'm like, Josh, do whatever you want. I'm going to stay with you anyway, just because I never want to be on a fucking dating <laughs> app again. <laughs> it is. It's exhausting because then you have to, I'm like, is that your real dog? Is that? And then you have to go on like, like you talk a little bit then you have FaceTime and then you go on a date and there's no chemistry. It's a waste of a month. Yeah. And so I don't know. I mean, I have made a friend from it. Like he's like, Oh yeah, you can be my wingman. I'm like, Oh wait, you want me to get you 18 year old pussy? Like I already have <laughs> two kids that I'm like, I'm like my two boys. I'm like, you're welcome. Like, can we meet yeah. your mom? I'm like, yeah, you're welcome. Oh, I know you gosh. got that, but yeah, but I mean, not they're they're very handsome. They're getting girls anyway. But yeah. I definitely help them a little bit. Well, I will leave you with the worst story from online dating. I went on a date with this guy and he had the best banter. So I ended up meeting him like just for a drink, like the day after we'd started chatting, which I never do. Usually I bet them a lot better. And this guy sat down and as soon as he arrived there, look, there's nothing wrong with the Australian accent, but when it's too thick, I can't. I just can't. I can't do it. <laughs> like I lose my ladywood immediately. I just can't. And this guy sat down and he was like, so my last name's Raper. I was like, Raper. Oh, mm. Raper. He's like, yeah, I'm fucking proud of that name. I was like, oh, that's, that's good for you. And he pulls his lip down and has the word Raper tattooed on his inner lip. Nice. You really know how I to pick them. Right. I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm single for life. This is it. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> oh, what a dumb fuck. Like who, who leads with that? Like I would, I, and who does that? Yeah. That you definitely dodged a bullet on that one. Who thinks that's a win? It's just I, so weird. I know, right? That's like, oh yeah. Okay, buddy. All right. Well, no, I love you so and we'll get together you, soon. Yes. I can't hopefully. wait to see you in June. I know. All right, babe. Have a good one. Thanks, honey. Bye. Bye. Let's do the haiku. Just you. I think you should beatbox. I'm gonna do it. Ready? Beatbox. Set. Go. What I'm doing here is spitting out some raps. Hannah is. (laughs) I can't do it. Hannah Faria is amazing to the max. That's it. That was great. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to Brandy Glanville Unfiltered. Download new episodes every week, and if you haven't already, subscribe. And be sure to leave us a rating and review. And while you're at it, check out some of the other great shows available on Straw Hut Media.